is there. Psalm 119 will be in verse 89 through verse 96 today. No choir practice this day, today. Uh, we've got to get out of here as soon as the service is done. Um, so practice in your car. And then we're going to try to practice on Wednesday night choir. Uh, try to practice on Wednesday night with Easter being on Sunday. Um, so anybody that's here, we'll try to run through it. If you're here early, we'll do it early. Uh, if you're not, we'll do it after. Um, just to get, get some more practice with the Panano. Uh, Psalm 119, verse 86. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Thou hast established the earth, and it abideth. They continue this day according to thine ordinances, for all are thy servants. Unless thy law had been my delights, I should then have per uh, perished in mine affliction. I will never forget thy precepts, for with them thou hast quickened me. I am thine, save me, for I have sought thy precepts. The wicked have waited for, my, for me to destroy me, uh, but I will consider thy testimonies. I have seen an end of all perfection, but thy commandment is exceeding broad. We're going to look at four thoughts in these uh, several verses. Lord, help us as we close out our day, that again, as we look into your word, we'll draw closer to you. May it encourage us uh, today with the, just looking specifically about your word. Uh, so Lord, help us, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I want us to see, first of all, God's word is permanent. Verses 89 through 81 teach this, but the very first words of verse 89, forever, um, immediately, when those words are spoken, it's better than any other writing or any other spoken word that exists forever. Uh, it is eternal. We've talked about this in past segments, but uh, God's word is permanent. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Uh, we understand that word settled, don't we? It's complete. Uh, it is done. It is uh, no need to add to it. Uh, it is settled. And where is it settled? It's settled in heaven. Uh, where it cannot be tampered with, cannot be changed. Thy faithfulness, verse 90, is unto all generations. Thou have established the earth, and it abideth. And thy, they continue this day according to thine ordinances, for all are thy servants. God's word is permanent, forever. Uh, again, a, a reminder of what we hold and how important it is. Then in verse 92, we see God's word protects God's word protects. It says, unless thy law had been my delights, I should then have perished in mine affliction. God's word is a rock to anchor into, a shelter in storm, solid ground in the midst of quicksand, uh, protection from despair and destruction, from boredom and depression. God's Word is a protection to us. We talked about it this morning that storms will come, trials will come. Being in God's Word, knowing God's Word, it protects us from the natural actions of someone going through that trial. Um, from the earliest of ages, when you're scared, you crumble up into a ball and get as small as you can possibly get to avoid whatever damage is coming. It's funny, isn't it, that uh, back in the day they had uh, bomb uh, practice, what do you call that, uh, uh, drills, thank you, bomb drills in schools, and what they do, they crawled underneath their desk. Um, granted, you're safer there than 
I guess, on top of your desk, but not a whole lot of protection uh, from a bomb. We would do tornado drills, and we'd sit in the hallway, and I just remember thinking, what is this going to do? I don't understand, you know, why don't we just run outside and see if we can outrun it? I don't, I'm not sure why we're hiding here. Go outside in the ditch at least, right? As I always say, ditches are safe. Um, but God's Word is protection. It, it is that thing that we can hold on to um, to anchor us. It is that uh, thing that we can get underneath to, to, to guard us. It is the, uh, uh, the firm foundation that we stand on as opposed to sinking in through mud or quicksand is the example I used before. Uh, it's protection. And it, it will protect you if you're reading it, if you know it. It will not protect you if you don't know anything about it. Why is it so important that I read my Bible every day? It, there's so much Bible. You can read it all in a year or in a month even, but you know, without knowing it, what good does it do you? You've got to know what it says. God's Word is a wonderful protection. Number three, we see God's Word is powerful. Verse 93, I will never forget thy precepts, for with them thou hast quickened me. God's Word can make dead things live. The, you know, we talk about passing out gospel tracts, and, and if it's a good gospel tract, it includes Scripture. Um, it's not a gospel track, I guess, if it doesn't include Scripture. It's just a little story pamphlet. But um, why, how can someone pick up a track, read it, and understand their need for salvation and be saved? Well, the reason why is because God's Word is powerful. How can someone uh, pick up a John of Romans and read through it and understand their need for salvation and, and be saved? Well, it's because God's Word is powerful. How can someone who's uh, going through much sin pick up God's Word and see the Scripture uh, talking about specifically their sin and then understand, wow, this is me, I need to change? It's because God's Word is powerful. It, it makes dead things live. It also makes defeated people victorious. Verse 94, I am thine, save me, for I have sought thy precepts. Uh, again, the psalmist going through different things uh, here, and, and he says, the, the first phrase is important, I am thine, Lord, I'm yours. And then the request, save me. Uh, the, the defeated person calling out for help, or maybe the soon-to-be defeated person calling out for help, God's Word can make a defeated person victorious. Um, any Christian who has gone through sin struggles and dove into their Bible, uh, became victorious. We read in God's Word what it means to be victorious. We read in God's Word about God who is uh, victorious. And we read throughout Scripture areas that, again, God uses in our lives and, the, and how we can overcome those things. And if we're struggling with sin and we open the Bible and we get into a passage that's talking about either the sin that we're going through or sin in general and then how to overcome that sin, the Bible teaches us how to do that. And a defeated person can become victorious because of God's Word. It's that powerful. And then in verse 95, we see that God's Word can make, make anxious people patient. It says in verse 95, uh, the wicked have waited for me to destroy me, but I will consider thy testimonies. 
A lot of times in life we get anxious uh, because of circumstances. Uh, whether it be work circumstances, marital circumstances, home circumstances, political circumstances, um, whatever it may be. We tend to get anxious, worried. As the Bible says, be careful for nothing, but in everything. Through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Along with prayer, God's Word, knowing God's Word, reading God's Word, it proves to us that we have no reason to fear. And so it causes the anxious person to be patient, fitting perfectly, and again, this is not how I planned it, but fitting perfectly with the message from this morning. Man, we get through the trials and we get through the tribulations and we get through uh, the attacks and all these other things and, and we tend to get scared, anxious, um, where we're, we're just, something has to happen now, something has to change now, God has to help me now, all these kinds of things. And as we read God's Word, and again, it helps us understand who God is because it's God speaking to us, to have that there and in our hearts, that it's something that we're meditating on, thinking on, that will cause the anxious, the scared, the worried to be patient and wait on the Lord. And here the psalmist says, They've waited for me to destroy me, but I will consider thy testimonies. I will think on, I will remember, I, I, I will uh, continue to read what you've done and what you've promised. And it makes the anxious person patient. And then lastly, we see God's Word is permanent. We see that it protects and we see that it's powerful. Lastly, in verse 96, we see what is so important about God's Word and that it is perfect. He says in verse 96, I have seen an end of all perfection. Thy commandment is exceeding broad. What he's saying there is I have seen the limits of everything in life. I've seen its conclusions. The perfection is, you know, we think of it as, as sinless, and that, at times that's what the word means. But the idea of complete, fulfilled. I've seen the end, the limits of the things in my life. But he says there that thy word or thy commandment is exceeding broad. Meaning what? Meaning it has no limit. It's perfect. It does not end. There does not come a point where the Scripture is no longer needed. I find it interesting and, and uh, you know, you talk about all the things that will come to an end. God will return to earth and um, call His people home and then uh, you have the tribulation period and then you have the return of Christ and, and the judgment that's passed down on the earth and, and it's, it's a violent, um, brutal ending. But it's the ending of the earth as we know it. It's not the ending of time. There's the new heaven and the new earth, and there's all this that goes into it. But one thing that, that God's Word, it's not the end of God's Word either. God's Word is eternal. It's permanent, like we looked at about at the beginning. Forever, O Lord, thy Word is settled. But it, it is broad to the point of there is no ending. There, it, there's no limit to what God's Word is. And so when we look through God's Word, when we're trying to understand why should I read God's Word, well, the easy answer is God told me to, right? That's the easy answer. God says to read, read it. I'm supposed to read it. But there's why. Why does God tell us to read it? Because it's permanent, because it protects us, because it's powerful. 
We, we, we look at God's Word, and if we, again, just as trying to comprehend to a degree what God is, who God is, to be able to comprehend what God's Word is, it's not a book. It's not a history book. It's not a story book. It's not a self-help book. It's the words of God. And to understand that God's Word has no limit. What has God's Word done? God's Word created the universe. Right? Let there be light. There's light. God's Word is so powerful and so limitless. And yet, even though we carry it uh, in our pockets on our phone, carry it underneath our arms, carry it in our purses, if you have a purse, carry it uh, everywhere, have it on our bookshelf at home, maybe you've got multiple copies of it as I do, do we ever actually take advantage of the limitless ability of God's Word? We have to understand what it is because so many people minimize it to a help book or a good book or a story book. It is not those things. It is God's words preserved over time for this generation, for you and I, to have, to read, to know, to understand, to learn from. And although everything else in life has an end, and God's Word does not, it's exceeding broad, limitless. We have to take advantage of it. <laughs> we, uh, it's not just us. Christians as a whole, um, boy, we just don't take advantage of God's Word um, and what it can do for our lives. I've said many times I believe prayer changes things. I believe prayer is so powerful. Uh, being able to go to God with needs and wants and desires and have the God that created the world listen to me and answer me, boy, that's a wonderful thing. God's Word is, is no less. It is here for me to use, to receive power, to do that which God has called me to do. And the same goes for you as well. I've often said in marital counseling, you know, if you want the perfect marriage, God's Word lays it out for you. It's, it's in there. It's very simple. Ephesians chapter 5, there it is, boom. Perfect marriage. If you want to be the right parent, the Bible lays it out for you. If you want to be the right uh, child, it lays it out for you. The right citizen, the Bible lays it out for you. The right leader, uh, the right preacher, uh, the right church member, it's all there. The right human being, the right neighbor, it's there. The right servant of God, it's there. It's all there. Uh, and it's limitless. So take God's word for what it is. Permanent, protects, uh, powerful, and perfect. And take advantage of what God's given you. Um, it would be a shame <clears throat> we stand before God one day um, and not uh, and maybe getting a glimpse of uh, what could have been. Um, maybe meeting people again. It's, our view of heaven might be a little distorted, but meeting people and seeing, man, look what God did through them. You know, and as a result of them just being faithful and knowing God and knowing His Word. Uh, boy, it's a wonderful thing.
uh, gives us comfort, gives us peace, gives us guidance, and so much more on top of it. Lord, help us to treasure your word. Help us to um, hold it close to our heart, to memorize it, to meditate on it, to know it. And Lord, I just pray that you'd help us to be more faithful. I would assume, I could be wrong, but I would assume most, if not all of us, this morning or this afternoon would say, I could do better. So help us to do better. And Lord, help us to see the results of our faithfulness and serving you and our obedience to you. Uh, Lord, give us uh, help this week in the areas that we need it, provision where we need it as well. Lord, may we love our neighbors and may we love you the way that we're supposed to. And uh, Lord, we'll praise you for all that you do for us and through us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Wednesday night, 7 o'clock service. Uh, If you can be here, we'd sure love to have you. Uh, We'll do some choir practice if we can. Uh, Friday is the concert, 7 o'clock. Saturday, are we still doing church?